It's an internet device. This past week marked the end of an era in the Rafferty Book of Geekery. The era in question? The T-Mobile years. I was cellless, yes, that's three L's, until late 2002. Mostly out of spite. I hated people with cell phones. They were so important with their ringtones and their, sorry, I have to take this, and their yet-to-be-developed brain tumors. I did see the benefits of having a cell phone, though, but I decided if I was going to sell out, I wasn't just going to get a flip phone like everyone else, no sir. Nor was I going to get one of those candy bar phones of which the Europeans are so fond, not my style. No, instead I waited until 2002 for the Bar of Soap phone to be released. Aw, yeah. In December of 2002, I bought a Sidekick. At the time, no one had ever heard of it. I called it a Bar of Soap because it was the size and shape of a Bar of Soap. A large Bar of Soap. Not one of those tiny hotel soaps like phones are today. It was a big phone, even by 2002 standards. They had only been on the market for a couple months, and the only way you'd even know they existed was if you were a huge nerd. Enter me. The sidekick was produced by a company named Danger, which was fitting since it was a little rough around the edges. Literally, it was a sharp bar of soap. But it was my bar of soap. There was something very pat about the sidekick. It was function over form. It was a bit slow, a bit clunky, and a bit temperamental. And it didn't photograph well. We had a lot in common. Did I mention it was the size of a bar of soap? Whenever someone borrowed it to make a phone call, I'd have to explain how to dial a number and even how to hold it. Once they successfully placed a call, usually the first thing they'd say is something like, You won't believe what I'm talking to you on. I think it's a bar of soap. It's from the future. It did seem like something from the future. It was 2003, and while everyone else was just making calls with their phones and talking about how excited they were for the Matrix sequels, I was taking pictures, sending and receiving email, texting, IMing, and browsing the web on my internet device, and talking about how excited I was for the Matrix sequels. It was a simpler time. It wasn't until the much-improved and less soap-like Sidekick 2 was released that the Sidekick platform gained any traction. The marketing focus moved from the nerds to the tweens, and Paris Hilton and Snoop Dogg started hawking it. More rappers were brought on board. Little Bow Wow had one. Little Romeo had an entire song about it. But alas, all nerdy things must come to an end. By the third iteration of the sidekick, it became apparent danger was resting on its nerd laurels. It had jumped ship, the USS Dweeb, and fully embraced tweendom. I decided it was time I moved on as well, so I switched to the Blackberry. If Richard Dawson rose from the grave, editor's note, Richard Dawson is still alive, and surveyed 100 people asking what object best symbolizes corporate America, the survey would say the Blackberry. The Blackberry wasn't Pat Rafferty. It had no personality. The sidekick was just that, a sidekick. It was brimming with personality. When you flipped its rotating screen to reveal its hidden keyboard, it made a little noise. Its menus were playful in 16 shades of gray. It was there when you needed to impress people with your artifact from the future, and when you didn't, it hid away in your pockets as an enormous bulge in your pants, impressing people in a slightly different way. Similarly, the BlackBerry was just that, a BlackBerry. It was boring. There was no camera, the keyboard wasn't as nice, its browser sucked, and it didn't have an MP3 player. And its bulge certainly didn't impress anyone. 
I went through four Blackberries in about two years. Having no loyalties to the platform, when I was presented with a cheap iPhone on the sly, I jumped ship, the USS corporate tool, and swam over to the waspy waters of the Apple Ocean. So where do the T-Mobile years fit into all this? Well, from December of 2002 until last week, I was a T-Mobile customer through and through. Just as the sidekick reflected my personality and phone form, T-Mobile was the Pat Rafferty of cell companies. They were nerdy German underdogs. Of the four big cell networks in the United States, they're the smallest, running in a distant fourth place. If that's not Pat Rafferty, I don't know what is. So it was with much reluctance last week when I jumped ship from T-Mobile, the USS Das Boot, and swam over to the murky waters of AT&T towards the siren's call of the iPhone 4. I was unable to resist the foul temptress. And what do I have to show for myself? Well, a really pretty cell phone, granted. But it's also a delicate flower, and if you look at it the wrong way, all of its petals fall off and you're stuck talking into a stem. Form over function. The sad coda to this tale is that four days after I bought the new iPhone, T-Mobile discontinued sales of the sidekick. It's as if the sidekick was holding out for me, hoping against hope that I would return. Holding on for a hero until the end of the night. But I was not that hero, and I was neither strong nor fast, and I certainly wasn't larger than life. Rest in peace, my soapy friend.